for the Navy because there's just so much, um, there's so many jokes and it just has that kind of humor now where it just makes sense that I'm in the military because they love it, man. And they love everything that comes with it. And I forget so much until they bring it up. I mean, I have my divisional officer, I have my chief, I have my guys talk to me about it, but that's the only time I ever think about it is when they bring it up. You know, to them, I'm just Justin. I'm just another guy, man. So the people that you're working with uh, bring that up? Yeah, and it's it's amazing because you have you have people who saw it when they were kids. Yeah. And now I'm 34 this year, and they're like, wow, man, I grew up watching that, and now I'm in the military with you. And you have other guys who are my age, and then north of that, and they're like, yeah, you know, my wife, she was watching that. Um, you know, my wife's friends, this, that, and the third. And I'm hearing that from officers, from my divo. It's up and down the chain of command. I wouldn't be surprised if the captain knows what that is because it's it's just very, very prevalent within the Navy. But other than that, if people don't talk about it, I don't really think about it, you know, because it's my life is so simple at this point, you know? Yeah, I believe we're coming up on what was that? Maybe nine-ish year. When did you? I think that was maybe you guys shot it in twenty twelve or thirteen, and it aired in thirteen or fourteen. So, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty good with numbers when it comes to that. I, I believe it was August two thousand thirteen, and wow, so that's almost ten years now, and I was. About 23, 24, and I, like I said, I'll be 34 this year, so it has definitely made its mark. I mean, dude, I still see it on TikTok. I don't even have a TikTok, and people show that to me when I'm at work. It's on GIFs everywhere, dude. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How does that and feel? Like, like, when you see that, you just see your face, like, on a worldwide GIF. Like, what, what kind of emotions, <laughs> like, run through you? Like, is it, like, a Goosebumps type of thing, or is it, like... You know, one of those things like if you because I know this is a natural instinct when somebody sees themselves or like hears themselves back like they cringe just because it's like a natural thing to like see yourself doing something like what kind of emotions do you feel? Oh, at this point, I can see it coming. I know it's coming, you know, because people here in the military always send it to me, especially if I'm like first meeting them. They will <laughs> always I, I'll see the text. And I'll be like, hey, I know where this is going, and I, I don't even need to pop it open. Uh, do I cringe? No, not at all. I embrace it, and I very, I, I very much know how to react now because I've seen it so many times. You know, that's the name of the game, man, and that's that's something that even though I'm very different than I was ten years ago, that's something that I'm still very akin in that mindset with that respect, where it's like I set myself up for this, and I'm okay with that because it's it's funny. And it's nice because it's a good conversation starter. And like I said, it's like perfect military humor. Those guys and gals eat it up. I mean, I don't care how old you are, but it's it's an amazing bridge for me to captivate those minds. And like, I would never be able to have a conversation with somebody who's 18, 19 years old and they're a seaman apprentice. You know, I would not yeah. be able to do that e1 or an e2 but because they saw me growing up they they feel the need to come up or send me a gift and i'm very happy that people aren't um intimidated they do not care they're not scared when they meet me they will send that gift they will see how i react they're not freaked out that i'm going to do something like oh, i'm going to upset him I, I don't know what it is once people like meet me just for that split second they're like oh i'm not scared of him i'm going to show him up to make him you know they I think it's it. just like what the show might have like portrayed of you, maybe like that image of you is maybe what they're afraid of, because I mean, it's reality TV at the end of the day. And like, ultimately, it's like what the producers choose to show the audience. So typically in like, like hours and hours upon hundreds of hours of footage, right. they can only condense that to like an hour at most, I'd assume, like per episode. So they're only seeing like just a glimpse of who the person is. Um, so maybe just with that image alone is maybe what, what, uh, just random people base that on when, you know, approaching you, you know, it, it goes to the old adage too, and I'm, I'm not doing it verbatim, you know, how you perceive yourself is not how other people perceive you. I can never really show people who I am 
I can never really tell people, even if they spend 100 hours with me or even were to watch 100 hours of that, you know, undisclosed footage, they'll never know who I am. But if I can give them a small capsule of that humor, which I believe really is my sense of humor, if I can make them laugh, then I feel like, well, at the very least, they know a piece of me and they are drawn to me and they want to be around that and kind of like ask questions. And from there, you know, I this show is just kind of an opening for me to make friendships from then on out. You know, I've, I've met a lot of people since then. And for some reason, a lot of them feel like they have to bring up the show for me to make friends with them, which it, it, it's weird because I'm in Italy and I've met a lot of people. I remember at one point I actually met the president of Sicily wow. and he, he didn't, I know it's crazy, but I'm usually pretty cool meeting people. So my command is like, yeah, we're going to send Justin. He's going to be cool with this guy. And because I'm also Italian and I speak yeah. some Italian and I was talking with him, but my guy wasted no time telling him, hey, you know, he's been on TV before. And I had to turn around and say, dude, do not bring that up to the president. <laughs> he's not going to understand that. He goes, no, dude, it's cool. Let's, let's just show him some of the footage. I'm like, no. And I really I did not know that he was kind of kidding, but kind of not. They actually did have footage of me in Italian. I didn't know. It's, this is how out of touch I am, because, again, I'm very much in my own translated. Spectrum. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah, they have voice actors. So there's a voice actor of me somewhere who dubbed me in Italian for MTV Italia, and my buddy was trying to show that to the president of Sicily when I first met him during like some <laughs> ceremony. I, I couldn't believe, and I met him actually twice. The second time he didn't, he wasn't anywhere in sight. I was so afraid he was going to say that again. But this is what I mean: people introduce me, and they introduce that show, and I, I know how to react, but. There's some instances where it's like, oh, my God, well, uh, I don't know if that's the right time or I don't know if I really want to bring that up or I'm just going to assume they either know or don't need to know. I mean, for example, my mom has never seen it. Oh, OK. Well, yeah. but she knows about it. Like she knows it exists. Yeah. But, you know, like once once, you know me, I mean, I'm, I'm her son. She heard I was going to be on TV. She's like, oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's him. Of course, he's going to do that. Like, she was on. Yeah. It's the same thing when I, she learned I was joining the Navy. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, that makes sense. He'll probably do that. He's got all kinds of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have yeah. uh, television aspirations growing up prior to doing that? Yeah, I did. And I'll tell you why, though. It's not like what people would think, like, wow, he wanted to be a great actor or something like that. I wanted to reach out to people who were coming up kind of in the same situation as me. I, I, I can't relate to people who have made a lot of money. I'm sure I can to some degree, but not coming up. My, my idea was that this is going to be something for people who are like me, who are suffering. And I want them to see like, okay, well, he kind of came from nothing and did something to the point where it's like, that's kind of sticking it to the man. Because he did come from... No, I mean, we're talking living in my car, we're talking sleeping in the gym, we're talking I had 9, 10, 11, 12 different jobs, uh, four jobs at one point, I, I kid you not. So to do all that and then be on TV, I wanted people to kind of look at that, do a little background check and be like, no, you know what, I don't think he's stupid, I think that this is a hustle, and I, I respect the hustle, and damn, you know, if he could do it, I think I can do it. Um, you know, people coming up who already have money, I, I hope that they were entertained. Um, maybe they were inspired for it, but maybe for a different reason, because again, it wasn't really made with that in mind because I, I didn't have that kind of coming up, if that makes sense. So maybe like the art of television itself wasn't necessarily like in your, uh, you know, mind frame when doing that, it was more so just, you know, wanting to like show other people that although you're struggling, like there is like a potential path to getting out of that. That you can do absolutely anything, whether or not it be up your alley. It does not matter. It, I want to show people that, like, hey, you may be struggling at Walmart, but guess what? If you really want to, I mean, if you really want to, you can stay at Walmart. You can stay working at McDonald's. Or you, you can dream that big, and you can see if you can go there, man. You can see if you can take it to that level. But you have to do whatever it takes. Yeah. You have to. 
willing to take every single risk and you have to know what goes with that risk. Like I understood that, Hey, I'm working in a warehouse right now and it sucks. So let's see what it's like to be famous, but you need to understand if you make it this big, you need to understand that people will vilify you. People will hate you. And you're just a kid right now. And I knew like being 23 or 24, I knew that there's going to be some stuff that are, that are going to be transpiring that I'm not going to be able to take. Maybe, and I thought to myself, you know, maybe if I'm older, I'll be able to take it. But I can't really waste time because I'm not making enough money to find out the hard way. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I need to make this my hustle now because I can't think of any other hustle right now that makes sense other than this. Would you say that maybe your message didn't necessarily translate like how you hoped when coming off this? Like your message was obviously to kind of inspire maybe people who are in similar boats as you to go ahead and achieve those things but maybe others perceived your um message the wrong way like oh this guy like did this just to get on tv no and i'll tell you why initially i believed what you had told me initially i was like wow i think they're really missing the boat i understand why people are so upset it, it didn't exactly resonate or that didn't hit i consider it a blessing that now I'm overseas serving my country because instead of just reading comments, it's far more relieving to have a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody, especially when it starts happening over and over and over again. Like I remember standing watch, and in, in the Navy, we all stand watch. So like I will stand 12 hours and have a rotation where somebody else will stand 12 hours. And whoever's standing with you, we're, all, we're armed up. And we're just kind of like watching the area, watching the perimeter, making sure everything's okay. 12 hours during the day or 12 hours during the night. And I would do this and I would meet people and it would seriously feel like a podcast, man, because I'd be talking to them for three or four hours. And I loved it. You just get to pick at their brains. And a lot of them were kids. They're 18. They're 19. And a lot of them would say, you know, it's really cool standing by you because, you know, like when I was 14 or when I was 13, you know, man. That was that was a big hit for me, and that was inspiring for me. And here's somebody actually say those words. Um, it, it's nuts because we're talking every single walk of life. I don't care if they're white, black, Asian, Indian, Pacific Islander. It doesn't matter um, whether they identify as male, female, or, or what have you these days. It does not matter. I always got the same response. I would say 99% of people would say, wow, that was hilarious. That was awesome. That's inspiring. Or can I get your autograph? Or can I get a selfie with you? And having done that for the last two years overseas has definitely changed my perspective of what I did. Like I could honestly shake my 20-some-year-old hand and be like, hey, man, you have no idea how this is going to pay off because all these people look up to you. It, it, it is a sacrifice and a hustle you have got to do because these people actually love what you did. So I embrace the suck. I embrace all the, the gifts. Go right ahead because I know what that means 99% of the time. And you came up during a really good time, too, of the show because that was when it was very fresh, very new, innovative, like when it first came out. So right there, you're going to have like even more eyeballs because of how like new and like creative it was. So it came during a very good time. I would say, but, um, who, who was it between you and, uh, artists that actually like tried out initially? Was it you that sent in the, uh, cat? Like how, would, how did it, how did it go? Like, was it like an online thing that you applied for or did you, did one of you guys have to show up to uh, a casting? Uh, so this, this again actually does go with the hustle. Yeah. During this time I'm working in a warehouse and unbeknownst to them, I was doing a side hustle. This is back in the day when I was actually walking to the library, getting on the computer, signing in and looking for job apps. And while I'm looking for job apps, I'm actually going on Craigslist. And on Craigslist, I stumbled upon like modeling, acting commercials, which I had done, believe it or not. I did a lot of commercials, some modeling and what have you. Not the kind of modeling you think, but just like if they need you to do whatever, like, hey, wear this shirt and take stuff like that. So they actually had an ad in Craigslist for Catfish. And I did kind of a cold call, kind of an email. I was like really short and sweet. But for some reason, when I sent it in, I was like, oh, my God, I have a feeling they're going to contact me. All I said was, is I know what you're looking for and I'm it. I'm the best 
there is to offer, hit me up at this number. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I did that. You know, I kind of have like an angel and devil right here on my shoulders. And I'm like, you know, you got the, the angel. He's like, why? Nothing's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, the devil is like, good, good. You have no idea what you just got yourself into. And I thought to myself, I, I honestly believe this guy is going to get back to me. And I have nothing for them. I was talking out of my ace, man. I had nothing. And just like that, I think a couple of days, I was actually chilling with artists at work, of course. And I got a phone call from a producer and I was thinking, oh my God. And uh, I relayed him the message and he thought it was funny. And he, he actually from then out said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we both got in on it? And I kind of smiled and looked at him. He looked at me and he kind of walked away. And I was like, dude, if they keep calling me, he and I are going to be very good friends, whether he likes it or not, because I'm going to have to take him up on that. He does not know what he's getting himself into, but he did. He, he's, he's crazy, too, man. Oh, my God, he's crazy. So that that's kind of a long, long version of that. That's for sure. Oh, my God. It's bring back memories. So so when they, like, contacted you, like, were there any specific, like, what did they, like, straight up ask you, like, oh, are you being catfished yourself or, like, oh. what your situation was? No. So what it was is they had in mind that I would be the catfish. They wanted me to be the catfish. That's what they had on Craigslist. That's what they asked for. And they wanted me to lure this guy in. And that's the thing that they didn't know is the guy they were asking for was my coworker. So we were actually luring them in. And I was, I was talking to him. I'm telling you, Tony, man, is crazy. I wish my guy, too, we worked with another guy. We only shared this information with one other person on earth, was another co-worker, and God bless his soul, he actually passed away. He was young. But MTV was calling us for seven months, man. They would call me on my cell. I'd look at him and walk away, or we'd be on lunch, and I'd tell him to be quiet, and he'd be chilling in my car, and I'd take the phone call. And five minutes later, he'd tell me, hey, be quiet, man. They're calling me. And then I'd be quiet, and I'd finish my sandwich over there in Subway while we're sitting in my car. Dude, that went on for seven months. We'd kind of look at each other like, okay, what did they tell you, man? Yeah. Here's what they told me. Well, I apologize to you if you apologize to me. You want to do it like this? Okay, we're going to do it like this. You want to get that weird? Let's get that weird. Anything to make it funny. Anything to make it, like, as memorable as possible, if you will. We were already getting the wheels moving that's just unreal to me like i i was kind of like under the impression like that it would be the person that's getting catfished would just send something in saying like hey i'm catfishing but from what it seems like maybe i don't know if this is like this in every case but it seems like they're already in their mind already like kind of in a way scripted this thing right like they want a specific catfish and they want you to go ahead and catfish somebody so no not kind of 100%. You are 100% correct. And that's why it's, yeah, I know, man. It's it's mind-boggling because it's like, wait a minute. Can't. (laughs) That's why to me it was really hard for me to comprehend as a kid when people were getting mad at me because I was like, what are you getting mad at me for? You guys have no idea how scripted this is. From the get-go, they came for me. Yeah, I had an idea and it was a little bit like of a secret, They didn't know, but it's like, how would they not figure out that I work with this guy? Plus, they did background checks on us, and they did evaluations, psych evaluations. So they had to make sure we weren't crazy. Literally, we had um, a psychiatrist come and pick us up. So a psychiatrist came and picked me up in Des Plaines, Illinois, and drove me to a hotel so that I could be psych evaluated in a hotel, which sounds crazy in itself. And then they went and did it to artists. And artists told me some of like the weird, wacky questions they asked him and vice versa. And we're laughing about it. Um, the producers, they did kind of the same thing. Took us out to lunch, took us out to dinner. Uh, one of the producers actually took me out to see Man of Steel with my girlfriend. It felt like a, it felt like a triple date, except she paid for it. It was, it was the weirdest thing, but they're kind of like calming you and grooming you and telling you things and be like, you know, when the show airs, you know, just kind of do it this way. Just kind of do it that way. Wow. And yeah. And then we kind of like talk to each other and be like, yeah, they want to do it this way. And yeah, they want to do it that way. And 
I just told him, like, hey, man, look, when we get on camera, let's do it our way. Let's do it this way. Let's not say anything. Let's just do it this way, you know? And if it doesn't work, then let's – this is our plan B if this goes this way or if this goes south that way. So we also had to, like, kind of script behind their script, if that made sense, because it was getting kind of crazy. They had a vision for it, and they probably employ that vision with other episodes, but you guys kind of, like, underneath their nose, kind of took the ball yourselves and ran with it, and kind of, you know, amidst, like, their plan, you had their your own plan going on at the same time, and they just had no clue. Yeah, I know. Now when you put it like that, yeah, that, that's exactly what it was, and it makes me laugh. So, yeah, that's it. It, it's in it, and it's innocent because it's just tv and it's just yeah. fun but that's the it thing made for is like tv though that's the thing it made for great tv and i i looked at him too and i was like dude we have to make it as bombastic as possible we have to take these risks and there were times where he's like hey man you know i just signed a contract and i got three daughters and i'm really scared now like if we take it this way are we gonna get arrested and i was like hey man i got a lawyer don't you worry well let's do it this way anyway he was one to take risks but he was also like hey man i'm a i'm a father now so i gotta be careful he's he was at the time how old i am today which is so he was like a decade older than you were yeah yeah so he wasn't going to take he was not going to take any orders from me okay because he had been on this earth longer than i have so there are some things he's seen and done that i didn't even dream of but in his eyes too i was kind of a hot shot kid and he's also like i don't know this guy's kind of brainy and he's kind of crazy but there's something about him that i like and i, I don't know when he gets to talking somehow i walk away with nothing but i feel like i got something he's he's kind of boss man in this sometimes but i i, I gotta give him a lot of credit because he had a lot of faith in what what I had to say and what we had to do. He, he was, <laughs> he was awesome. He still is awesome, man. Trust me. He's, he's the man. How, how did you guys come up with those? Like, cause they said it was like five months worth of texts that uh, you were showing to like Neve and Max and MTV. Um, yeah. How did, how did you guys, did, was it, were those real texts? Like, did you guys oh, just yeah. make those? No, those are not fake. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I laugh about it now because so that, that's the funny part, too, is that I told him, hey, man, like, I'd be looking at him at work and people would be like, wow, Justin and artists are like, I don't know if they're having an argument at work, but like right now, you know, they're getting really serious. And I take him to a corner and be like, hey, man, come here. We kind of like have these scuffles and people could just see us moving our mouths, but they would be like, wow, they, they're really serious. I don't know what they're talking about. And I would just be like, all right, so tonight, man, I want you to know I'm going to send those texts and I need you to do me a favor. I need you to get dirty. I need you to get dirty with me. I need you to talk dirtier than I'm talking. And he just kind of look at me, look at the ground, probably thinking like, oh, God. And then he kind of look at me again and go, okay, okay, okay. And I'd be like kind of like psyching him up like, hey, man, you want to be on TV? This is what it takes. This is what it takes. And I remember him thinking to himself, too, of thinking out loud because he'd tell me he's like, hey, you know, I'm married, right? I was like, Yeah. You know, I, I got a baby mama. Yeah. So what? He's like, well, I don't want her thinking I'm gay. I'm like, this is TV, man. It doesn't matter. And he's like, yeah, but watch when the show airs, she's going to think this is real. I'm like, no, man, you, nobody's going to think it's real, dog. You just got to go with the flow. She's going to know you're acting. I'm sure you lie to her all the time. She knows that. He's like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, when the show aired, the first thing she said was, is, oh, you're talking to this guy? You're, you're sending him text messages? Are you gay or something? <laughs> He's like, no, I got three kids with you. What? So that was one thing I do recall. He had to endure a little bit of that backlash. But, yeah, man, we, we had to get into it because we had to make sure that we covered our bases. And then as far as TV was concerned, we had to make sure that, like, okay, the viewers are going to see these texts. Those are our texts. Yeah, we, we had to make them up. In retrospect, I don't know if we really had to, but for TV's sake, yeah, yeah. Those, those are us going back and forth. Um, I think he was a little freaked out that he had to do that because I'm sure he's like, I, I don't know how to talk to a woman who's a man who's Justin at work. <laughs> how, how much, how hard was it for you with the text? Like, was it just a pure adrenaline going through you and like you didn't care in the moment of sending like any of those texts or like were there any moments of like trepidation that crossed your mind? I think both, man. 
I think both, but the biggest, the biggest worry, the biggest trepidation I would have is like, Hey, look, I, I know it looks weird, but you know, what looks weirder is you working in a warehouse another 10 years. Maybe somebody's going to be a kid and they're going to be your boss. And you're going to be 40. That looks pretty weird. You didn't take any chances. Like, look, man, this is a risk. And I know you're kind of reluctant because some of the things you're saying are kind of out of whack. But you've gone this far, and this man trusts you to trust the process, go through with it. You'll laugh about it when you're older. And I had to, I had to go through with that. But trust me, I'm, I'm a sane man, too, man. And and having to do that, there, there were times where like my heart's out of my chest because I'm like, dude, this is starting to look bad, and I got to be careful because if it if it starts to look too real. I don't know how I'm going to get a job after this. You know, realistically, I could be written off in the civilian world and people would just be like, oh, man, I saw that on TV and I know it's TV, but there's no way I can have you working, even bagging groceries here at Jewel because they all think you're kind of a freak, man. Did that happen for you, like with any jobs after the show that you tried to get and they like looked at you sideways because of that? No. Okay. No. I, I had to think about that, too. No. No, because the jobs I had afterward were so minuscule and they were also hustles so that I can pay for, you know, college, pay for, you know, my bills and such. These these are regular. I had to find out the hard way. Hey, regular nine to five people don't have time to invest in what you think. They don't care that you, you were on TV. They don't care to find out if that's real or fake. Right now you're in front of their face. And they need to know if you can work, man. And if you're weird, they'll take it from there. If you're if you're, if you're too weird, they're gonna fire you. You know what I'm saying? But really, yeah. they're gonna fire you if you can't do your job, dude. And that's something that I had to kind of grow up and realize: like, hey, man, not everything is about you. Not everything is about like, hey, you you did this story, you did it, it's great. But no one actually cares in the real world, man. You, you bag them groceries. I've seen some like different contrasts then with other reality shows, people that I've talked to, they've like had it tough with uh, getting jobs, but you know, I guess maybe it was different in maybe some cases. So, but um, yeah, I like that scene of you coming out of the car and just the slow clap walking towards like artists, like <laughs> that lives rent free in my mind. Like that is probably <laughs> my favorite scene from the entire episode. How how much of that was that entire like? Because I know you're a WWE fan. That entire sequence looked like a promo. Uh, so I'm sure, like in the back of your mind, at some point, that had to have crossed your mind about like I want to make this like a shoot type promo. How much yeah. of that was off the rip? Like you just completely just freeballed that. So this is actually really interesting because you you, you are definitely nailing it, nailing it, nailing it. So yes, I I viewed it as a promo, but I didn't know. I didn't know how much of my steam they were going to try to grab. And what I mean by that is, is like I had it in mind how I wanted to play it out and I wanted to just go. And I had a few beers. This is back when I actually drank. I don't drink anymore, man. When I did, I was putting down and I was putting down right before I had to sit with the producers. So they actually had me in a car before they were going to drop me off to my car. And they were going to tell me how it was going to play out. And it said, hey, you're going to meet up with artists and we're going to build up some suspense. Okay, that's fine. I'll sit here and kind of like shoot the breeze with you for a minute or two. Dude, well, they had me sit in that damn car with them for three hours to the point where I was losing my momentum and my buzz. And to the point where, man, you know, like when you start losing that buzz, you start losing everything to the point where you're kind of like you know i was almost ready to doze off yeah so it wasn't until finally and again i kid you not man three hours finally they said all right justin you're ready to go and i was like oh my god am i ready to go i don't even remember how i want to do this okay let's do it and then uh i was trying to remember because i'm very tired now the buzz is wearing off i remember getting my keys getting ready to go and i was like all right, let's do it just this way. I'm going to do it like Kentucky Derby, just because I want every single moment to matter. And I had it in my mind, not only, like, hey, Justin, the way you play it out, why don't you play it out like how they would in a commercial? 
because seriously, I envisioned how they would do it in a commercial. It's like, okay, this is going to be very long, but I know that like meeting this guy, if they were to cut the scene right here, if I make it so that I'm rolling up real fast and kind of like Kentucky Derby, that thing, they're going to show that scene real quick in a commercial because that's what I would do and then cut it right before. And I know that's exactly what they did. And that's exactly what I did. But when I came out of that car, I was like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Just keep walking. Way to go, Justin. What are you going to do? I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Way to go. And that's what I'm thinking in my head. Why I'm clapping is I'm actually clapping because I'm saying way to go, Justin. Way to go. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm clapping over and over again because it's like, what material you got? You wanted this so bad. This is what you wanted. Now you know know what to do. It looked so natural, though. I was naturally freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to do. And everything that I said from there was like, that, that that was improv. That was definitely improv. We had a couple things that we ran through, but we had to just do improv because the things that I wanted to do they were going to cut the show completely if we got physical. And initially, we both agreed we wanted to get physical. I was actually going to grab him right where the sun don't shine. And he, <laughs> and he was just going to totally, Mike Tyson, lay me out, man. And I loved the idea. And I told him, I apologize to you, but you got to apologize to me. I said, I'm going to grab you for real, but you better hit me for real. And he's like, oh, yeah. Trust me, I'm going to hit you for real. Yeah, he's probably thinking seven months. This is some bullshit. I'm gonna... And I was willing to take it. But we had to cut that because they told both of us separately, like, hey, just make sure you guys don't get physical. Justin, don't do anything. Otherwise, we actually have to cut it. Like, we won't even have a show. So everything we ran through between he and I, what you're seeing, that was complete improv because we didn't know what to do or what to say because we could not get physical. That was scary, but I think that actually was a blessing in disguise because everybody loves that meet up between he and I and even leading up like the car and, and like the way that the car comes in, like it's the Daytona 500. Like that, that was so much fun to do because, again, like I just had this vision that they would have to play it out in a commercial. And I remember talking about that at work with one of the guys who knew and I was like, so like, what do you, you know, like, did you see the commercial? when they finally did air the commercial for um, the program, when it was going to play uh, for the VMAs, like right before the VMAs. And he said it like how I had envisioned they would do it. He's like, yeah, man, they showed the car, it pulls up and then they cut it out. And it was really like anticlimactic. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome though. And then he's like, why? I was like, that's exactly how I wanted them to do it. That is so cool, man. Don't you get it? He's like, no, it's stupid. Like, oh, all right. That that sequence, I mean, even uh, Max did like a terrible acting job though. Like they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> like they just, you guys looked so believable, and like they were just like, like smiling during it, like trying to like fake like hold you guys back and stuff. I don't know why. Like, I feel like they should have had some fun there too, right? I mean, yeah. th- it's a TV show. I mean, what did they? I don't know what they were doing between between you and I. I never really I never watched the show anyway. I never watched any episode before and uh, I didn't know what to expect between them. So I wasn't exactly awestruck, but I never really got into them. And I, I could I could see why some people like the show, because, you know, when you watch something after a while, you have a an attachment with it. But. When when I met them and the conversations I was having, again, I'm, I'm totally in character, so I, I never felt like they really got to know me. But I got to know them, and I got to see them, like, when the cameras stopped rolling, I got to see the their real sides, too. And I really thought, like, hey, man, like, I'm just acting, but you guys are kind of, like, pompous, you know what I mean? Kind of cocky. I don't know if I really like you guys in real life, either, you know? Yeah. So that was just my experience. Was was there anything that like maybe like struck you the wrong way by them by any of you guys encounters that you guys had off camera? Um, yeah, a lot, but I'm trying to put it into like perspective, more so with examples. Yeah, because. 
because I, I remember something about about Neve and Max in my house, and we had an exchange, and I can't, it, it escapes me what it was. It was something like, if I do this or if you air this, don't you guys think that it's going to paint a bad perspective for me or something like this, or don't I have to live with it? And the camera is rolling off. And I remember Neve kind of smiling. And he's he's saying, yeah, but the ratings after this episode or the ratings after this show. So I was like, how come you don't have the camera on for that? I don't have a problem with that if that's really how you think. But the fact that you won't show that says everything to me, man. Again, I'm in character and I'm not going to stop being in character. Once I'm in, I'm in. You don't need to know me. And once you leave my house, you'll never see me again. You know what I'm saying? And you can paint whatever picture you want. And I'm thankful that I didn't blow a gasket, you know, and been like, hey, you know, F you, you're not really, you know, Mr. Nice Guy. I'm glad that, like, I was able to compose myself, you know, God bless, especially back then. But, you know, man, I I just, I got a weird feeling about that guy, about both those guys. And and, and that one always resonates with me as like, hey, you know, you, you kept turning the cameras off and you were the one person who kept changing. That's a that's a big thing in reality TV too. Like the main yeah. figure points are usually the ones that change their personality when the camera's on. And Oof. then you know, it's just how it goes sometimes. But um speaking of ratings though, that and the VMAs too was actually I think the number one trending thing, wasn't it? I don't <laughs> I don't know because I, I should know. I, I should know because I should pay more attention, but I, I never did. I just know that my brother told me, he's like, hey, hey man, you know you're trending about Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I got to admit, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. And he had to explain it to me like, hey, like it's on Twitter. You know, I've always been pretty behind when it comes to technology just because I guess I'm a hands-on guy. I've always been yeah. into outdoors and working and stuff like that. So he had to explain like, yeah, you're you're – Trending above Miley Cyrus at this point. Oh, cool. I admittedly, I think after hearing stuff, that was the problem. I think that got in my head a little bit. It's like, wow, this can really just, this doesn't have to be a one-off. Like you can continue and you can keep this momentum rolling. If you just keep being a little bit harsher and keep pressing and like, Hey, you got a taste of fame. Now really stick it to them. Now really stick it to them and you'll stay famous and, you will never have to work in this warehouse again, but that's not what they wanted. And that's definitely not how that played out. Were there any like steps that you maybe intended on taking or tried to take in order to further that momentum? Yeah, there were a lot. Um, So at this point, I went from not caring about being famous to making everything about being famous because that was my ticket to getting out of poverty completely. So now at this point, I'm selling them every idea I've ever had in my head. And at that point, artist is kind of freaking out because he's like, what are, what are your ideas? What do you think is going to work? And why are you telling all these producers this? And at this point, I was like, because I don't care. I, I don't care if it comes out that we know each other or not. We already are famous. We already made ratings. We already topped Miley Cyrus. Now we can do whatever we want because they need us. Now they can actually make some money. So I'm, I'm telling them, hey, I think you should have us on reunions. I think you should have us on whatever shows. You could have us on more reality shows, and it's going to be this this amount of controversy and audience viewership and they're just like oh my god you know we don't really want to deal with him we don't know him uh, we don't like him and we're just gonna stop the momentum right there i just i wasn't having it i was like hey you know i'm pretty motivated and i'm not gonna take no for an answer i'm just gonna keep this ball rolling i'm just gonna keep calling up and at this point they were threatening like hey you're harassing us Hey, you're, you're, you really are crazy at this point. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think that means anything. I don't think you guys really mean that. I think that you guys are just trying to scare me. And they were, I mean, can I blame them? No. Yes. And no, I should say, but yeah, they, they were definitely trying to scare me at that point. At that point they were like, Hey, we're going to get, 
we're going to get our lawyers on you. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm a kid. I was like, oh, your lawyer is cool. Let me call them. You know, that's awesome. Let me tell them what ideas I got. Maybe we can take it from there and, you know, maybe we'll make some new shows, make some money. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, but at that point. So were, they, were they never open to hearing any of your ideas? No, absolutely not. Which now that I'm older, I'm kind of like, you know, not one person was open for business because I, now that I'm older and again, being a little bit of a, not even just little, but being a big wrestling fan too, I know it's fake, but it, the money is real and the draw is real. And yeah. so I, I always felt like, hey, wrestling is great because their emotions are real. And those guys either really like each other or they really hate each other. But when it comes to business, they're willing to do business and put their differences aside for the fans, and that makes money. Like Triple H always said, what's best for business? And I love that because he actually did have a huge ego, and he put it aside every time money was involved. And he brought guys in, brought guys back. All these guys that hated him, doesn't matter. He brought them in for fan support. So now that I'm older, I'm like... I don't know if that's what's best for business. I think that they could have actually had somebody talk, somebody sane, speak to me and be like, hey, Justin, you're wild, you're crazy. But I also think you got some great ideas here. Slow it down and I'm going to work with you and see like kind of what sticks. Somebody who was actually like sound, but that wasn't what I was dealing with. And I actually think it's a blessing in disguise now because... I got to enlist and do other things, you know, like kind of chill out, get a taste of the real world. So how long after all the catfish um, buzz died down, did you enlist or make that push to enlist into the army? So I enlisted when I was 30 and I believe I was 24. I think I was 24 when I was in catfish. And I enlisted because, again, dead-ass broke, flat-ass broke. I mean, and it was sad because here I was. I had scholarships, and I was doing very well in school. But I'm, I'm always broke. I don't have anything to show for it. Um, at one point, I mean, they were going to kick me out of the dorms, literally evict me, because I couldn't come up with any money out of my – because scholarships will pay – for you know whatever it'll pay for your classes it'll pay for the dorm but it won't pay for 100 percent. and then i have fafsa which will cover but not everything is covered 100 so i'm still working paying out of pocket i got zero to my name so i thought you know if i don't have any health problems i'm just going to do something last resort i'm just going to enlist and see where that takes me because what's the worst thing that's going to happen um I'll tell you a long story short, what finally made me enlist in the Navy was going to the food pantry in the dead of winter and walking there, walk, I don't know how many miles in the dead of winter during Christmas time, Christmas break. So I was like the only person there during the winter time, staying in the dorms. The only people there are foreign exchange during winter time, during winter break. So I'm the only person who speaks English. Everybody else is off with their families. I can't afford that. And I can't even afford staying there, but I took an extension telling them I would be able to find the money and pay for it, which is another oh, huge risk. And I have no food, so here I am going to the food pantry. And I don't know how long it took me to get there, but they were closed when I finally got there. Oh. And I remember thinking, you know, this has got to stop, man, because now I don't have any food. I don't have any money. I've been on TV and I have nothing to show for it. Nobody cares. So I'm feeling like a zero at this point. <sighs> I go back to my dorm and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to call a recruiter. But before I do that, I'm going to call my friend. So I call up my buddy, Mike. I'm like, hey, Mike, I'm going I'm to tell you some big news, man. I'm going to join the Army. And dude, I kid you not. This is the only thing he said is, no, don't do that. Join the Navy. And then he hung up on me. <laughs> Like, all right, dude, join the Navy. And I did. I mean, from there on out, I don't know what it was. I, I just got psyched up. I got motivated. I got in shape. And somehow, by the grace of God, 
at the age of 30, they looked at me. I made it through MEPS. I got all my shots. And here I am today in Sicily, where my family is from, mind you. This is, this is exactly where my family is from. You can't and write that. <laughs> able to meet my family, who are literally like mountain people. They live out in the mountains. And speak to them in their language, which I've heard for so many years growing up. I never learned it. And I learned it now living here overseas, able to speak to them in that tongue. It is crazy. Because just to think, like a few years ago, I was living in my car, about ready to be evicted from my dorm. And uh, nope. It, it's it's all a matter of perseverance, man. That, that's why, honestly, I do believe in the grace of God. I, I really do. I, I've become a lot more spiritual. I don't want to say religious, but I do believe in a higher power. And I do believe that things happen for a reason. So absolutely that what this happened, it, it's very meaningful. It's very, it all plays, it all plays out in the end. Would you say this is the best experience of your life thus far? I'm afraid to say that. How come? I, <laughs> I, I really don't know. I don't know any better is what I mean. I don't know any better. And, and I could always be better and it could always be worse. So I really got to be careful with what I say because I could say, oh, it's, this is as good as it gets and it could be better. Or I could say, oh, this is as bad as, as anything and it, it could get worse. So it, it's a matter of perspective. And all I can do is just kind of look forward. That's really it, man. That's how I work. Real black and white. Always like this. You know? Yeah. That's all you can do. I, I was like, I mean, when you mentioned about the acting and stuff, I'm not particularly surprised because, like, I had to have assumed, like, I knew, obviously, we talked about, like, the wrestling and, like, seeing how, like, other people shoot promos and stuff. But, like, you can't just kind of, like, write that natural of, like, an ability to act, you know? Like, so I was wondering myself, like, did this guy have any prior, like, experience when it came to that stuff? What Were, were you doing some uh, acting or, like, commercial stuff, like you said, prior to uh, the Catfish? So I did do commercials. They were very brief. You know, only for a couple seconds, you'd be a, an extra. And then I did take some acting class that we had provided in college just because I was like, all right, let me take this blow-off class. You know, I need the college credits, whatever. And then I actually ended up loving it. I ended up loving it. And, of course, as a wrestling fan and then being able to be on television – I took it to the next level where I was like, okay, I can make my own character. Do not get out of that character. And everything you do is going to be a shoot. Everything is going to be a work. Everything's going to be a promo. And everything's going to be for the fans. And it doesn't mean that they're all wrestling fans. It just means they're watching. And the worst thing you could do is lose their interest. Do not do that. And so I did tell myself this, hey, man, what are you going to do to make it better for them? Because they are going to be your bread and butter, man. They're going to keep you out of this, <laughs> out of this warehouse, out of that warehouse, out of every, every place you've ever worked, man. But you better do it good. You better make it memorable. So that's why I think it came out to be as extreme as it did is I did do it like I saw professional wrestling, you know. I wanted people to suspend their beliefs. And you clearly didn't lose the interest of the fans, obviously. It more so just got taken from you, so to speak. Like, if yeah. that makes sense. Because it's, games. it's clearly still talked about to this day. So, which, yeah. is, which is pretty nuts if you think about it. Like, how does one episode, <laughs> like, just continuously get used in, like, GIFs, memes, or just talked about in general? I think... That just speaks volumes to the gravity of that episode of the series as a whole, to be honest. Every so. roommate I've ever had has always brought that up, too. That's the weirdest thing, too, is like every time I get a roommate, I'm like, all right, man, you can tell him or not. You can tell him? No. You can tell him? No. Let's see if he comes and tells me. And then I will always get a roommate who'll be like, hey, man, I think this is you. Or, hey, man, you're my buddy. <laughs> me or like i will always get or sometimes i won't say anything as somebody i'm working with i'll have somebody come over i've known the guy for six seven months we've never had that conversation he'll come up and he'll say something from the show and i'll be like no way dude <laughs> it's crazy do people try to get around you a lot post show like once they saw like you have like some notoriety to you 
Uh, yeah, well, I felt like Terminator for a second, because, you know, like, in the first movie, when he sees, like, all the answers, but he doesn't know which one to pick, that's how I felt with that. It's like, I don't know which answer to pick. It's, yeah, it, it definitely changed... It, it definitely changed a lot. So it, it was, it got me a lot of women. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had fun in college. I, I didn't talk about that. It's, yeah, it sucked being poor, but man, you, it helped. It helped with uh, the ladies a lot, which yeah, is weird. Well, uh, yeah, that'll answer some questions then. I don't think you look <laughs> for a chocolate kiss anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. I'll, White, black, Asian, it doesn't matter what kind of girl, man. They all have seen it. They all loved it. And then they all wanted to ask questions and then take it from there, man. We definitely had a lot of fun. A lot of bars. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's pretty It's pretty ongoing. It's pretty ongoing. I mean, obviously, when people get to know me, that's the last thing we talk about. But it still gets brought up, which is nuts. And it, it, it does and did help quite a bit. I can't believe, like, my roommate um, showed me. Right before he moved out, it was a uh, TikTok. It was on TikTok, and it had really? I don't know how many millions of views. And he's like, "Hey, Justin, why don't you do this again?" Or, "Hey, why don't you do this?" You know, sometime. And it it just doesn't strike me like it used to, man. It, it's not like, "Hey, you know, I can make some money doing this." It, it hasn't. Maybe someday it will. When I'm back in the states, maybe you know, because artists and I still talk, but I haven't had that spark for that. That's for sure. So, so you would never think about potentially like hopping back into like being more seen or in the spotlight um, with maybe trying to like, you know, bring back some nostalgia in that aspect through like social media. I need people to better explain to me how that's done. Possible. Because, yeah. Yeah, because I, I am very out of touch when people get to know me, you know, they, they, they definitely call me like grandpa, you know, stuff like that. Because I am pretty bad with tech, um, especially like trying to reach out to people and to see what's trending and make them, you know, talk about it. I can do it in person. No problem. You know, I'm always a very down to earth guy. But like over the Internet, I'd have to I'd have to have help with that. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what the future holds. But I had a great time chat with you again, as always. Um, glad to see you're doing so well over there, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. You know, I appreciate it. 100%, man. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, brother. You too. Ciao.